0: Game Changer, episode 33, Playing a Better Game of Business, featuring Simha Glock of Fresh Biz.
1: Welcome to Game Changer, a series on using gamification to engage employees. Join us as industry experts discuss one of the hottest trends in business today using game thinking to engage employees in work, wellness, recruiting, and more. This is a special podcast series by the producers of the top-rated podcast, The Engaging Leader. And now, with nearly 20 years of experience helping engage hundreds of thousands of employees at Fortune 500 companies and other organizations, here's your host, Jesse Leahy.
0: Welcome to the show, Game Changers. This is the show for CEOs, hr executives and other business leaders to learn about internal gamification over the course of this series you'll hear examples and pitfalls discover how to assess when it's an appropriate strategy and learn to evaluate gamification partners and game design ideas gamification concepts continue to be integrated as part of normal business practices Sometimes it's as subtle as taking inspiration from certain game elements when tweaking a business process. And at the other end of the spectrum, sometimes it's literally creating a game for people to play. For one growing company, they have not only created a game that tens of thousands of people have played, they are changing the overall game of business itself to transform corporate culture, education, and entrepreneurship. Now, as longtime listeners of this podcast and my other podcasts know, I am passionate about the power of business and communication to make a positive difference in communities and in individual lives. And that is exactly what Fresh Biz is working to do and has been for a few years now. Fresh Biz Global is what they call a four-benefit for training company with a mission to infuse fun, multidimensional winning, and smart thinking into organizations around the world. Our guest today is Simha Gluck. He is the chief trainer and co-founder of Fresh Biz Global. He's also co-author of the book, The New Entrepreneurs with a Z, Changing the Way You Play Life. And he hosts the radio talk show, Innovation Nation on Voice of Israel. Simha Gluck, welcome to Game Changer.
2: Thanks for having me. Sim,
0: everyone has heard of for-profit and non-profit businesses, but what do you mean by for-benefit business?
2: What's nice is there's a, uh, there, there's a whole movement right now uh, trending towards for-benefit companies where essentially, you know, we very much know what the for-profit model looks like. And unfortunately, you know, for-profit at all costs type of model looks like. And that's the stuff that's unfortunately destroying our world and it's uh, doing a lot of things that are not positive at all. The for-benefit movement is essentially creating companies that really align with, uh, with beautiful values and helping people really win at whatever that means for them, going above and beyond with products and services and things like that that really make sense for people. And then essentially having a good business out of it. So in other words, it's like the idea of sort of winning backwards, if you will, you know as opposed to starting with money and like let's just focus on whatever we can sell for the most margin that we possibly can sell, let's get back to the purpose behind it. let's get back to the mission behind it and turn that into something that we can uh, that we can make money so that we can keep serving people with. So it's just sort of a very different perspective on what business looks like.
0: Yeah, so it's purpose or mission first, and the money is sort of uh, the natural outcome that sustains the whole. Uh, effort.
2: Exactly. Exactly. In other words, the money is, is a resource. It's not the ultimate goal. And that's pretty much the mission and the message of our game, our FreshBiz game. But it's very much, it's another resource to help you do good in the world. You know, it's not like the game of Monopoly where it's only about how much money you make at the expense of who cares as long as you, you have the most money. So different values in today's world.
0: You bring up Monopoly. And that was one of the first things I thought of when I was learning about the game FreshBiz. Uh, So help us to understand what's the difference between Monopoly and Fresh Biz and how these games work.
2: You know, I'll tell you something interesting. This is a really fun fact. Uh, We had a chance, we were invited to an influencer's uh, dinner and we got to meet this extraordinary girl that just wrote a book about the history of Monopoly. And I'll share this with you because I find it fascinating. She wrote that in this book, it was actually created by a woman, not a man as a lot of people think. It was created by a woman and she created two different types of games. One was a game where it was a collaborative winning game. So essentially, you had to win all together. And the other one is the game of Monopoly, how we experience it today. In other words, that wasn't popular back in the day. What was popular was having only one winner and essentially having it be based on whoever has the most money wins and everybody else is a loser. And what I would just say to you is a good distinction is the game that we created, the FreshBiz game, is, it's a time-based game where the goal is for all players to reach the winner's spot within a certain amount of time. So in other words, what that does is as opposed to giving people fear around money or around business or around opportunity, it's all about collaboration, all about opportunities. So if I had to put it in like one sentence, I would say Fresh Biz is sort of like Monopoly for the new shared economy.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, with Monopoly, a lot of times it's actually painful once you realize that I am not going to win this game. There's this long... <laughs> slow death that happens that takes all the fun out of it for everybody except the person who's winning. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Now, you've shared with me that the companies have played this game and not just learned principles, but actually were able to create their business strategy going forward as a result of the game. How, How does that work?
2: You know, it's amazing but it's the type of thing where each person that 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 plays the game and goes through our our live workshops or even just goes through our our training kit even even just through the videos and playing the game itself each person goes through their own specific process wherever they are. And you know there's a quote how you do anything is how you do everything in life. And therefore when people start playing this game essentially what shows up at the board is a real reflection of their life, a real reflection of where they could work on getting better, whether it be leveraging or communication or negotiation or resources or definitely money and things like that also. So we've had a number of businesses that either A, bring us in to run game-based training experiences for them and have just come out the other side with flying success stories, you know, whether it be uh, this hotel chain, for example, uh, based in Israel where they wanted to get their managers thinking more entrepreneurial around each of their hotel managers, running it like their own mini business. And just one idea from about 52 different ideas that came out of the FreshBiz uh, workshop made one specific hotel another million dollars over the last 24 months and it continues to generate $500,000 every year. It's a powerful sort of money success story, if you will. But we have a lot of people that really use our game uh, to make their meetings engaging, to really get their executives speaking the same language and really watching how each one plays and really understanding each other. And... Uh, it really sings people up and creates community in a way that I think is really beautiful.
0: So tell, help us understand a little more how the game itself works. So, uh, paint, paint the picture for us. If, you, if organization decides to bring this game in, what does that look like?
2: Sure. So the basic game, uh, I'll, you know, I'll just tell you how the board game is. The, the board game looks like it's, it's got four, four different sections of it. You start on one corner of the board, and the goal is to get through all the different quadrants and end up on the island on the winner spot of the island. And there's tolls along the way, so you have to be really creative to generate the money that you need to be able to pay the tolls along the way to get to the winner spot. And you know what that looks like is, you know, you'll uh, to generate funds, you'll start businesses on the board, you'll take advantage of business opportunities. We give uh, each player something called action cards, which are like your non-monetary resources, and it just comes down to how. How effective you are at really understanding the value of what it looks like if you play it, if someone else plays it, if you trade it, if you give it away, how to use it effectively. There's stock trading. There's casino. There's all sorts of different dimensions of the game. And we, we, we have it like that. So it's a multidimensional experience that people can weave together whatever they want to weave together to be able to win the game and get to the other side. Um, what it looks like effectively is you know companies bring us in. We run everything from a half-day, full-day to a two-day training our half day is about two and a half or three hours. And we have facilitators that basically run, run the game-based experience. About the first 20 minutes is just establishing context and giving people game instructions. And then we give people 90 minutes to play. <laughs> and it's fascinating. It's so fun watching people play a game. They love it because it's sort of a, you know, there's no, there's no risk, if you will, in a game. And it's just sort of, you know, people are engaged. They're having fun. And it's a great way to allow them to learn and really see things in a very fun, disarming type of way. And we'll, of course, you know, we'll stop the game every 10 minutes just to give them new tips or new insights to help them uh, win, to help them be better at their game. We explain to them that that's the difference between sort of working hard and working smart. You know, you occasionally have people that are like, why is he interrupting me again? Well, (laughs) okay, you know, hold on for a second. You don't need to do more of the same. We're interrupting you so we can hopefully give you tips on how to work smarter um, and then people really get that and they understand the value of coaching or consulting or training and things. And then essentially the last 60 minutes after, after they play the game, whether they win or don't, uh, they've really gained a lot of insights. So we typically use about the first 15, 20 minutes to allow them to just sort of share what they got from it, from themselves, from others. And the last 40 is just really, really bringing home the points of the analogies uh, from the game into their business in the space of leadership or in the space of independent thinking or what real creativity innovation looks like. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a powerful experience. It really keeps unfolding for people, even, even, even days after they leave. That's what we find at least.
0: Hmm. What's the difference in the experience between that half day format that you just described versus let's say a full day or two day, are, are you just playing the, the same game uh, repeatedly?
2: Yeah. So in the, in the half day, you get to play the game once and in the full day, you actually get to play it a second time and we have, uh, one or two other talks that go along with it. We have, it's the same board game. But we have roughly about 20 or more different ways to play it that flex totally different muscles, hmm. totally different achievements, different missions that work on different, uh, different headspaces. So you know, if a company wants to work primarily, for example, on creativity and innovation, so we, we have a game that we'll play with them that's totally unique based on what they want to work on. We have some that say, hey, you know, I want to create more of a community and collaboration in my space because our people are in silos over here. So we have a game that's all about collaboration for them, all about sharing resources to be able to unlock success for everybody. That's a very different game. So in the full day, you know that second game is very specific, very honed in to the company, uh, to, to what the company specifically wants to work on. Um, and then the two days more of like a fun retreat where we where we basically, you know, we call it the, the uh, Think Lab. We essentially go away for two days with them. And it's a time to be casual, to suggest, to, you know, everyone works on different talks and presentations and being uh, a resource. We play the game about one or two more times also with different types of roles.
0: No, that's really cool. Now, Simha, I'd like to take a step back. The, the, the game that you're describing sounds really neat, but this isn't just some cool idea that you guys have come up with recently. This is an actual movement. Uh, t- tell us the story behind Fresh Biz. How did you guys get to where you are now?
2: Thanks for that question. Um, you know, we've been doing this now for five years. Uh, my partner Ronan Gaffney, um, we co-founded the company together. He basically created the game over a five-year process. I mean, it's, it's a long time, yeah. different, different iterations. It wasn't simple. He eventually actually sold his house to print the first thousand games and turn it into a business. Um, which I think is just awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) And, uh, you know, when we co-founded together, um, you know, we we saw the value that people were getting from playing the game. We wanted to build a number of workshops around it, so we did. And that's pretty much what we did. You know, over the past five years, we've played our game with about 50,000 people across 25 different countries. About two and a half years ago, Somehow, and it's just nice to know that even when you're doing good stuff and you don't think people are checking you out or you don't think people are looking, <laughs> there always is somebody looking. Uh, we, you know, we got an email from Wiley saying, "Hey, we find the work that you're doing fascinating. We'd love for you to write a book." And Renan and I were like, "Wait a second, hold on, let's check them out." And we're like, "Oh, they are. They're not based in Nigeria. They're they're like a legitimate <laughs> publishing company." <laughs> so we were high five and we're like, "Oh, this is amazing!" You know, and uh, we had a chance to write the book called "The New Entrepreneurs" with a Z at the end, and. Um, Really, in the past two or three years, I'd say you know we made it to the Game Changers 500 company alongside you know Google and Kickstarter and Zappos for being a purpose-driven company in the training space, and uh, we're coming out with our e-learning uh, courses in Fresh Biz Academy this year, and we just launched 12 new countries basically that are that that have essentially the exclusivity to run in their different countries. So this isn't you know this isn't overnight. This has been a long process of five years. And I guess just to be honest with you, as sort of the entrepreneurial journey is you know. It's definitely been challenging the past five years because it was early five years ago. It was early. Yeah. I mean, oh my God, it was so early. It was crazy. There were a few early adopters out there that got a sense of what we were doing, but what we're doing is so experience-based. How do you give people, how do you explain an experience to people? It's really challenging, you know? And amazing is that just through enough, you know, word of mouth, enough referrals, enough sort of things spread, and finally the world is caught up as you found, Jesse, where the world's ready for gamification, game based learning. People are ripe. They want engaging things that will get people moving and in action. So that's where we find ourselves today after five years is, you know, now there's really there's really a demand. Things are happening without us having to make things happen all the time. Yeah. Which is, I guess, leverage, you know.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, people are coming to you. There, there's, the movement has momentum. It's not you just sort of being a voice crying out in the wilderness. <laughs> exactly. Tell me about the, what's the age and profile of the target audience for the game?
2: You know something, um, it's definitely ages 12 and up. That's what we found for sure. Um, we have a lot of executives that are, that are playing the game. We have a lot of participants um, who are mid-level management, who are, I mean, really, really uh, just in the world of business. At the same time, we're also in a number of different MBA programs, and we're actually starting in about 30 days. We're going to be kickstarting off a pilot program to launch a senior high school 10 week entrepreneurial game based curriculum at a school in New York that I'm really excited about. But so, so it's really any, anywhere from, you know, we're, we're in the high schools, we're in the MBA programs and colleges at that level also, and we're in the companies. I mean, we've been really, thank God we've been really blessed uh, to do stuff with companies like HP and IBM and WeWork and Pfizer and Fatal and all these cool names and things like that. So I hope that that answered yeah. your question. Well, it
0: does. Uh, one question is, so let's say there's someone listening who is with a, a big, big company and w- would they... Definitely always be bringing in you guys to facilitate these sessions, or could they actually sort of have their internal training and development people learn to facilitate this? You know, if they've got tens of thousands of employees that they want to take through,
2: yeah. So, the answer is both in the sense that, um, for the past, you know, for the past five years, for the most part, companies would call us up and we'd bring in our own facilitators and we basically run workshops we got so much feedback from people saying, hey, this is awesome. You know, We'd love to continue playing after the trainer leaves. What's possible around that? And we used to not have an answer. <laughs> but as of about <laughs> not, not 90 days ago, specifically for 2016, we actually created uh, very cool training kits that essentially companies can buy. And uh, companies can essentially either push play and put out, put out the games and things like that and really just push play on the videos and let us do the work on the videos. Or they could essentially have just an in-house trainer or facilitator basically watch it and play the game, let's say, once or twice, and then do a great job being able to deliver it in-house. And uh, we're seeing a lot of both happening right now, which is, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we never, never, ever wanted it to be about us. Like, that wasn't our goal. Mm-hmm. The goal was to just help people develop a better, smarter mindset for the new way of playing business in the world. Um, and that kit really allows us to be able to reach more people and really empower leaders to step up and be able to run this for their community. Somehow, if if what
0: are the sort of cost? What's the cost structure look like for some of those options for a company to uh, start using Fresh Biz?
2: We have—I'll um, tell you like this—we have an educational kit that is uh, that made, that's made a little bit more affordable for schools. That's roughly close to about thousand dollars, and then for uh, for companies, it's close to about twenty five hundred dollars. And it comes with, I think it's five or six games, uh, four, four people to a game. So essentially you could take about 20 or 24 people, which is really what we find is the, the perfect number for a meeting, the perfect number for a, a group of executives and things like that to take them through an experience. So anywhere from about 1000 to about 2500 to $3,000 for that. And then um, that's basically in terms of uh, for companies and schools.
0: So at, at a company... What are the different, what levels of people is it appropriate to take the game through? Are we talking about pretty much executives and mid-management or all the way down to people that are, that are doing the production work?
2: All the way down to people doing the production work. I mean, when you really have, when you really get your entire community thinking in more of a heightened way of doing business or more of a collaborative headspace or more of a, this sense of camaraderie or language it 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 makes a world of a difference. It doesn't matter how high or how low on the quote unquote totem pole someone is. It makes a huge difference for the community of the company. Um, what we found, which is really cool, you know, we we actually just uh, we ran a workshop about four months ago for uh, a really big company um, in Israel called RCS, and it was specifically for their sales team to help them uh, to help them have more more sales and to help them be more efficient and to get out of their silos and be more collaborative. And they just found that it went so well that they just actually two weeks ago brought us in for their annual conference for the entire company. They said, you know, you know it's cool, cool that our sales team now knows this, but we want everyone to sort of get the language of what it means to throw the dice or play an action card or what it means to you know, win to the winth power, what that actually looks like.
0: Now, we had a little bit of conversation before we started recording the interview about the types of organizations that this would be applicable for. Um, and you've, people have done this both in for profit uh, businesses as well as nonprofit. Um, what are the different nuances, I guess, when you play the game uh, in, in some of these different scenarios? Hmm.
2: It's a good question. I guess um, one of the things that we find very often is that nonprofits, As much as nonprofits are nonprofit, okay, um, they still need to handle budgets really well, Mm -hmm. really well. And the nonprofits that are uh, that that train to run their nonprofit like a successful business are the best nonprofits possible. And this one, you know, one of the things that we were mentioning before, which is um, running a uh, game-based workshop for a nonprofit, is we tend to work a lot with them on creativity and innovation because it's key. It's really not about how much money you have or how much of a budget you have. It's a matter of how you unlock it the right way to be able to do more with it. And that really is a function of creativity and innovation, which is a muscle, essentially. And so the game that we play with them is really working those muscles of how to help them be really creative, really innovative, how to reach out the right way, how to really get their team on board so that they can keep impacting how they want to impact. And very often with companies and businesses, it's about helping them be more profitable, help them sort of uh, uh, retain talent better Help, you know, helping them to really establish a community and an engaging place where certainly now that millennials are just all, all in the workplace, you know, three generations alongside each other, how to really speak the right language to be able to make it a place that people want to work at. They're excited to be there. You know? And uh, I think it all starts with, with, with uh, getting people on the right page. And we do it through a game. So we've
0: talked a lot about the game Fresh Biz and we started out basically talking about how you're actually changing the actual game of business to helping organizations not just be for-profit driven, but actually be for-benefit driven. Do you have uh, any stories that you can share that come from organizations who have used this game that have actually had a major change in their philosophy or culture?
2: Well, I'll tell you a couple of examples just to just to, before we talk about outcomes of the game itself, just so that people understand what we're even talking about. You know, in terms of how what we call win-to-the-winth power thinking, where it, you know, it just expands winning for everybody. In our book, The New Entrepreneurs, we interviewed uh, Lauren Walters, who basically runs a cool company called Two Degrees, and Two Degrees is a great example of how to, how, to, how to win on many levels. Essentially, they created healthy snack bars, so just from buying it as opposed to your typical sort of candy crunch bar, you're already a little bit more committed to your health, if you will. But what they did is they set up a one-to-one model around it. So every time you buy a two-degrees bar, uh, someone in Africa gets a meal. And um, you know, what they said is that it's amazing. You know, Millennials, they don't write checks like, like, like previous generations did for causes. But if you put a snack bar like that across college campuses all around the U.S., which they did, by the way, they found that given the opportunity to go ahead and to buy a snack bar that's a little healthier and it triggers a meal somewhere else, Versus, let's say, your typical sort of chocolate bar, people will choose the two degrees bar every time. And it's a way to sort of empower people to unlock sort of feeling good about themselves and really making a difference for other people just from, just from buying a, a snack bar. Um, we, we have a friend named uh, Paul Dunn. He's got a, a company or a nonprofit called B1G1. Which is essentially any company that's out there, any business out there, can set up. Where you know, just imagine that you let's say hired you know Frank the plumber, okay, and you know he comes out and he fixes your place, and then you get a letter in the mail a week later, hey, thanks so much for hiring Frank the plumber because you did. uh, Seventeen kids in India were able to have water for uh for about a week, so it's just a beautiful model for people that are looking to inspire this type of sort of thinking in what they're already doing, which might be not so exciting or <laughs> not so whatever the case. It's a great way to be able to sort of tack that in. So we've had, you know, we've had companies just from re- you know, hearing that or really getting a sense of the game sort of uh, to tap in you know, a one-to-one model in what they're doing you know, in terms of one paid hour for a client and then they do, they do one hour for a nonprofit or for, uh, for students and things like that, which I think is really beautiful. But you know, we're so blessed. We live in a world where there's so many possibilities and opportunities. It's just if we can just see it the right way, we can really set up winning scenarios everywhere.
0: So that one-to-one formula, that uh, the, the first time I guess I heard of an organization doing that was with Tom's Shoes. Sure. Have you been seeing that as a growing trend? Is that, that sort of a particularly powerful model versus the organization that says uh, a portion of the proceeds from the purchase will go toward good causes? I mean, there, there's a, what you're describing is a very specific sort of formula you buy this it's going to be a one-to-one and this is exactly what what the outcome is going to be from this uh these kids are going to get some food or we're going to give a pair of shoes to this person
2: yeah i mean we're seeing a lot of different things um you know being able to for example being able to also create products or services at more affordable pricing or that go above and beyond and giving people value is is also a very big element of it you know Again, this this whole world where it's about just charging as much as possible um, to make as much money as possible, and then not caring about the ripple effects that it creates—that sort of time is, for the most part, over. People really want to know where things are coming from. People are buying more local than ever before. Whole Foods is really doing a great job, and even Whole Foods, by the way, as much as people complain, you know, they say, "Oh, it's more like Whole Paycheck." Well, even (laughs) Whole Foods is starting to roll out sort of less expensive places for more of the millennial crowd so that they can still give people good quality, good service, good products and value at a more affordable price. So I think it's more, it's more of a mindset. It's more of a headspace about how to, how to create this in a way that works for people.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so, so connect that with the Fresh Biz game. As you said, the, what does that have to do with the outcomes of the game?
2: I think when, when, when people realize, you know, we have a whole chapter in our book that's called Smartnerships, and smart marketing, and you know, it's the idea of smart partnerships and smart marketing. And I think it's the idea that a lot of companies really understand that in order to win in business, you don't have to dominate the marketplace. You don't, you don't, you don't need billions of dollars. You need, you need to be satisfied. You need to feel really good. You need to be able to impact a lot of people. But there's a lot of conversations that we really talk about through the fresh biz game. You know, the idea of business in the form of self-expression as opposed to um, as opposed to trying to catch up in a marketplace. So we talk about the idea, you know, what made, for example, Apple so successful was because it was Steve Jobs' self-expression creating something that was high technology with a beautiful aesthetic. And then you see other companies trying to copy and paste what he did, and they're running out of fear to catch up to it. When you're running out of fear to create products and services, you're just playing a game of catch-up. You're not actually doing something that's really purpose-driven or meaningful. And what we find, this is very true in the game, is that when you're in a place of fear, the first thing that you do... And Jesse, this is across all companies. In a place of fear, the first thing you do is your goal is to reduce risk. And when you reduce risk, that means that you throw away immediately creativity and, and innovation. Right. Yep. Right, Because you're just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So th- through our game, we help companies really distinguish the essence of what they do um, so that they can really come from a place of being purpose-driven. Uh, Ronan, my partner, has got a great quote. He says, competition is for amateurs. Because when you really know who you are and you know what you offer – and you can really go ahead and you can just offer something phenomenal and you'll be able to naturally from a place of, as opposed to convincing people, you'll just be attracting people to want to buy your products and services. So that's, that's, that's a big part of sort of the game experience in terms of giving people real life examples of the new shared economy and what that actual mindset looks like. You know, we read all the time about Uber and Airbnb and it's very cool, but we sort of give people, here's a lessons of how you can, of what you can take from that to bring into your life and your business model. Because, you know, it, it's cool that they're doing it, but what does it mean to me? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a big part of the game is helping people realize that there's a new mindset in the new shared economy. What are the new values? What, you know, how do you get people winning? What do you need to do to be able to make it happen?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a very inspiring. I love that. Uh, competitions for amateurs. It really speaks to the fact that in the shared economy, it's no longer a zero-sum game, that there's definitely a lot more potential than ever for more of a win-win opportunities. Nice. For someone who's listening, what would be a good first step for them in terms of uh, de- deciding whether or not this would be right for their organization? Is there, is there any steps between a, an all out call you guys and bring you in um, for them to check this out?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, we want people to really just explore what they want to uh, and see if it makes sense for them. They could definitely go to our website, freshbizgame.com. Uh, we got a bunch of good information and good videos on our website you can go also to Amazon.com or you can get there from our website, Fresh Biz Game, and uh, you could check out the book, The New Entrepreneurs. It's on Audible. It was actually fun going to Audible headquarters and narrating it too. So so it's on Audible, it's on Amazon. Um, thank God we've been blessed. We have uh, we have a bunch of just just really five-star recommendations. You know, we wrote it from a place of love and passion, not to not to establish our expertise or credibility, but really with a message and a purpose to deliver. Um So that's the two best places to start with, you know, with our book or our website. Simha, what's next
0: for FreshBiz? What do you see coming down the road?
2: Well, 2016 just got started and we're excited. We have about 12 12 new partners in in new countries. And um, so it's just exciting to see where where that's leading in terms of opportunities and new companies and things. We're also going to be launching in about 60 days, going to be launching FreshBiz Academy as a a whole platform of e-learning courses. So the first course that we actually shot when we were in Thailand about a month ago is called From Small to Global. And um, I think it's a good one. <laughs> I think it's a great course. We're really excited about it. We're uh, finishing putting the last touches on it. But we're going to have our whole sort of online courses set up for 2016. And then we have a digital game for iPads and Androids, Macs and things like that that's about 80% ready. And what's really cool is that IBM has a serious games department and we're working with some of the people from the series games department to potentially partner and finish our uh, FreshBiz game this year with them and some of their advanced AI, which I think is going to make it super robust and really just, just incredible. We're constantly evolving. You know, Jesse, that's one of the things that we talk about is just goals. To, like for us, the goal is to never become experts because that's when you sort of quote-unquote created and now you stake your identity on things not changing. But in a world where everything changes, our goal is to just keep on evolving and creating good talks, good content, adding new games to the work that we do.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, Simha, this has been a very fun, very inspiring conversation. Simha Gluck is the chief trainer and co-founder of Fresh Biz Global. Sim, thanks for joining us on Game Changer.
2: Thank you so much, Jesse, for having me.
0: All right, Game Changers. The book again is The New Entrepreneurs, with a Z at the end, Changing the Way You Play Life hope you guys feel excited as I am. Check out freshbizgame.com and get your hands on the book. And we'll provide the information and links that Simha mentioned on our show notes for this episode, which you can find at engagingleader.com forward slash GC33, as in Game Changer episode 33. If you enjoy this series, be sure to check out the weekly leadership podcast, Engaging Leader, where my guests and I share more ways to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Until next time, remember, life is short, so keep it fun.
1: You can find both Game Changer and Engaging Leader podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website at engagingleader.com. To stay up on the latest news and trends in internal gamification, join the Game Changer group on LinkedIn. We'll automatically direct you to our LinkedIn group when you go to engagingleader.com group. Subscribe to our e-digest at engagingleader.com newsletter. When you do, we'll send you a free copy of Jesse's e-book, Eight Communication Tools for Leaders. You can also follow Jesse on Twitter, at Jesse Leahy, and like us at facebook.com engagingleader. Game Changer is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm that helps mid-sized and large employers attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. Find out more at AspendaleCommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, and Peter McIsaac, who composed our theme music.